are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Podcast, brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get 20% off your next order. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is the fantastic Kate Majuk. You can follow her on Twitter at FFBallBlast. Kate, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. My Pittsburgh Steelers are 7-0. and Well, you uh, don't, have, don't my, have to rub it in. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> uh, my, my guy, uh, my favorite dynasty guy from this offseason, Zach Moss, had a great game. Uh, he's looking like the stud. I knew he would uh, finally now that he's healthy and, and getting some touches. So we're going to have to talk about him later. But we had a lot of interesting action in Week 8. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, do we want to start with Cowboys quarterback Ben DiNucci or, or no? No, no, we do not. You mean no. the QB1 in Dynasty right now? That's just how bad the Cowboys season has gotten. And unfortunately, our teams meet up here on Sunday. So I might take a couple weeks off from the podcast so we don't yeah. have to talk about it. So we don't um, be uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, gonna, it's not going to be fun. Um, all right, Kate, I want to start with Dalvin Cook, who came back on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers in a, uh, I mean, just a historic game. 30 carries for 163 yards and three touchdowns. Also added 50 yards and a score, or excuse me, 63 yards and a score uh, in the passing game. Uh, I mean, obviously going to finish as the RB1 this week. Uh, I've got some questions for you, Kate, about his long-term value. Obviously, everybody is valuing him as a top five or six dynasty asset, especially at the running back position. But can we make a legit case that he should be RB one in dynasty? Oof. This is, it's a, it's a, it's tough. That is really tough. Um, he scored a touchdown in every game this season that he's played. Ah, goodness. Okay. So I, my struggle with Dalvin cook as the, uh, the RB one is that, he, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't so, take. Let's, the, let's go. Let's talk about who you take over him. Would you take Christian McCaffrey over him? Yes. Okay. <laughs> See, this is where it gets tricky. What about Alvin Kamara? Yes. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott. No. Mm, we'll get to him in a little bit. Yeah. Saquon Barkley. Mm, no. So you'd rather have Barkley over Cook? See, I would rather have Cook. He's no, 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 so... I'd rather have Cook. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, he, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Dalvin mm. Cook. Yeah, and Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So we're talking about Cook is at, probably He's at the very three. worst. Yeah, top three. Um, it, the talent's just unbelievable, Kate. I mean, the, what he did yesterday to a pretty good Green, green Bay defense uh, is outstanding. Oh yeah, he he absolutely dominated, and I mean they they came out of that game with the win, and I think that you have to credit all of that to Dalvin Cook and the fact that he uh, it, they funneled their entire offense through Dalvin Cook and it worked. But that's that's sort of the issue with this team is that they don't they don't consistently do that. Um, I think it's just they, the Vikings, man. They're just inconsistent always. They forever. are. And I mean, it, like, look at, you know, like Dalvin Cook, he's, he's been getting workhorse touches, which is fantastic. Um, you know, he's, he's getting a lot of volume, but not every game has that same 
script. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it's it's this isn't a, a weekly thing, but the, he's addicted to scoring touchdowns. He's the clear uh, goal line guy. Mm-hmm. Are we concerned about him from a, a health perspective at all? Or are uh, we, we no I longer mean, concerned obviously. about his injury history? I, I think that's obviously going to factor in there. I just think the ceiling is so high, right? Now, if you prorate his games over 16 from what he's done so far, you know, he's looking at like 20-something touchdowns this year. It's just the workload is massive. Uh, the situation's great because they put it, you know, they use him around the goal line. He's got some great talent as well. Um, I think we can live with the injury history because, frankly, Kate, a lot of these other guys that we're going to be talking about, you know, that are in the same range, they've got injury problems too, right? Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley yeah. now. I mean, uh, Josh Jacobs has a shoulder injury uh, issue. So Alvin Kamara's had injuries before. So none of these guys have, you know, a clean bill of health. So I'm okay looking past it in this case. True. And I, I think that, I mean, I know we're, we're a dynasty-focused podcast, but – if you are uh, contending, like this is not a great time to go buy Dalvin no. Cook because he's performing out of his mind. But God, if you're contending right now and you've got Dalvin Cook on your roster, mm-hmm. you're you're as good as winning a championship. Let's go ahead and move on to somebody that we previewed in our Thursday show, Kate, Lamar Jackson. Um, we obviously still think he's one of the top five dynasty quarterbacks long term uh, because of that rushing ability and the big play potential. Um, but I am getting a little bit nervous about, you know, when he goes up against some better teams against Pittsburgh on Sunday, 13 of 28 completing 46% of his passes for 208 yards. And a lot of those came uh, late in the game as they were trying to uh, get down there to get the game-winning score. Uh, A big pass to Devin DuVernay, two touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, two fumbles, and actually had a few other fumbles that he was able to recover. Um, I mean, he just did not look comfortable at all. And this Ravens offense, uh, they ran the ball like crazy yesterday, but they just don't feel like it's the same. They don't look the same from what we saw last year. Uh, what are your thoughts about Lamar going forward? Do you do we even consider him in the same stratosphere right now as like a Patrick Mahomes and a Russell Wilson, or do you still believe uh, that he can get back to that QB1 status? I, I think that you have to look at Lamar Jackson and, you know, obviously you consider the, uh, you know, the, the rushing floor, the rushing ceiling, but what differentiates Lamar Jackson from these other quarterbacks is that he, his passing has not been immune. Um, and we've seen what opposing defenses can do once they, once they, you know, figure out that that whole uh, Lamar Jackson run up the middle thing, and you know, like uh, watching the Steelers game yesterday, he had a, a chance to to sneak into the goal line there um, using his legs, which is like the best thing you could do. But guess what? The Steelers uh, just filled the gap in the middle and shut him down. Um, he's so athletic, but the more you see these defenses sort of keying into these things that he does so well, like you're never going to take away the natural athleticism, but there's, there seems to be, uh, you know, just, you know, a way that defenses are unlocking, uh, the ways to shut him down. And I don't think you see that as much with, with Patrick Mahomes and, and Russell Wilson because of their innate abilities as a passer. I think Lamar Jackson's ability as a passer is just so tied to, the run game and being in a rhythm. There's just no connect there. Yeah, and that makes me nervous about um, 
you know, the passing ability because now we've seen, you know, Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle go down, Tyree Phillips, a guard went down in this game. So if that offensive line is compromised at all and they're not able to take advantage on some of the play action passes, uh, I think the the passing efficiency will go down. We saw Marquise Brown uh, complain about targets yesterday, so it's clear some of the receivers are feeling the same exact way. Um, I don't know. I just think this is something to monitor. Now, their schedule does get quite a bit easier as we get you know get going. Uh, they've got some games against you know Cleveland and Dallas and uh, his, they, they, his fantasy playoff schedule is is incredible. So like if this is a, an opportunity, maybe if anything. Um, a, it's an opportunity to buy a top-end dynasty quarterback right now. Um, absolutely. absolutely. I'll, I'll just run through those really quickly. Uh, it's Jaguars, Giants, Bengals, last three games of the season. And I think, I think Dallas, Cleveland. I mean, you've got – so in the weeks coming, weeks 9 through 12, he's going to, I think, be dominated on all, I, all fronts. I, I agree. Now – uh, a game against the Colts this week. We'll see how the Colts defend them. Titans coming up. Pittsburgh again on Thanksgiving. Um, we're going to learn a lot about Lamar, I think, over the next month. And uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how it all works out. Uh, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Pepsi. Thanks to a natural lack of athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL... They've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. All right, Kate, let's play some stock up and stock down. This is going to be called the Zach Moss segment. Love it. Uh, Stock up, Zach Moss. Tell me how he did on Sunday. So, uh, Zach Moss actually came out looking like the better better running back yesterday and I think what we have to look at is the fact that this was uh, I believe the first game that Buffalo uh, actually gave uh, Zach Moss more offensive snaps Um, you know he he's in he's a great pass protector uh, but we're just seeing him more involved in the offense and, and Zach Moss is the kind of back that I think gets better as he wears opposing defenses down he's a really physical runner um and I think the more they're getting him involved, the more they're seeing that. But conversely, so Zach Moss is a guy that, you know, he's still available in, uh, you know, some some waivers and redraft leagues. Uh, you probably, you know, if you were able to maybe buy low on him after, you know, a, a rough start to the season. But, I mean, he has a legitimate shot to be an RB2 rest of season. I don't know where that would put him uh, in, in the rankings for the, the season to come. But I think the more interesting thing is, like, let's talk about what that does to Devin Singletary. Sure, sure. Um, I, I'm not interested in Devin Singletary and Dynasty is basically what it comes down to. However, i got to be fair, on Friday before uh, week, week 8, we did a special edition of the uh, Lockdown Dynasty podcast with Ian Heritage uh, from Pro Football Focus. And we basically wrote Zach Moss's eulogy. We, we thought it was done. We thought his dynasty value was... Uh, we, he was the next uh, De, uh, David Montgomery. Oh, um, no. We killed him. We killed him. Uh, <laughs> so it, ser- it, it serves us right that he has a, a monster game here in Week 8. So I think Zach Moss is the running back to own there in Buffalo. 
as we get you know later in the season, we get some of these cold weather games and some snow. I think Zach Moss is going to be the one uh, that really thrives in this offense. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to a stock down, and let's talk about another player from that game, Cam Newton. Uh, Kate, this is sad because he just doesn't look like the, the player that we saw earlier in the season. 15 of 25, 174 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He did add 54 yards in a score on the ground, um, but it's pretty clear that his arm is just not the same as it was earlier in his career. What are we doing with Cam Newton? It's it's definitely tricky. Um, <laughs> Cam Newton, I think if I have him in a dynasty league, I know that, um, it, you know, he really only has value in, you know, two quarterback super flex leagues. I'm trying to trade him for whatever I can at this just point. Just the name value at this I point. I just want to get... Hoping somebody hasn't watched him in a while. Yes. Like, uh, hoping that, you know, somebody uh, maybe just thinks this is a little slump. I was in that camp um, until we saw this performance this week, and he doesn't look like... Cam Newton, um, that entire offense just looks so deflated uh, outside of Damian Harris, which we'll talk about him. Um, but Cam Newton, if I can even get a, a third round pick for him, uh, I'll I'll take get rid of Cam Newton all day because um, yeah, I don't know. I, agree. I think the longer that this goes on, uh, the the more we're going to see his value depreciate and. I mean, gosh, if if there's a time to acquire Jarrett Stidham, is now is it now? Yeah, no, I, we're I've not there a, yet. I, I've got a feeling that New England's going to have a new quarterback next year that's not currently on the roster. Um, I do want to talk about Damian Harris in our stock up session because yesterday, fantastic game against Buffalo, 16 carries for 102 yards in a score despite the loss. Um, Harris has now played in four games for the Patriots. 49 carries, 279 yards, averaging 5.7 yards a carry. Uh, He scored his first touchdown last week, or this week. Um, Every game that he's played in has been a loss, so there hasn't been these positive game scripts yet where, you know, he's getting 20 touches and they're all coming late in the games as New England's trying to grind out the clock. Uh, It does feel like he's taken hold of that backfield. What is his ceiling, Kate, in Dynasty? Can he eventually become... A mid-range RB two is that is that possible? I think so, and I think the the exciting thing about Damian Harris is that you're seeing uh, what looks like just a, a very valuable running back. I mean, five point eight yards per carry, six point four this week. Uh, added the touchdown. Um, he's had two 100 rushing yard games, and look at the offense that he's in. Like, can we imagine a worse Patriots offense, no. and he's still no. producing? I think that's where his value lies. And honestly, I think that nobody's talking about Damian Harris. I I think that just the the lack of of discussion around him, and I think it's because of just the Patriots situation in general. Nobody wants to own the running back on the bad offense. But, I mean, maybe we should be sending out some offers for Damian Harris because he has been one of the more um, under-the-radar – you know, sneaky good performers this season that, um, you know, God, if they if they can get their their offense back on track, we we know what a Patriots running back can do. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm buying long term because it's clear that Belichick likes him. He doesn't fumble. He's not overly dynamic, um, but he's just really, really solid. He's like a the better version of 
been Jarvis Green Ellis, who New England had for a while, where they, you know they knew exactly what he was going to get. Uh, he was reliable. He's safe. I think Belichick likes that type of running back. Um, I think it's pretty clear he's the guy to own over the Sony Michels and the J.J. Taylors and the James White. Uh, I like Damian Harris. Um, last one, stock down. And boy, is this a, a real stock down. Ezekiel Elliott um, did not look good again here in week eight. 19 carries, 63 yards, 3.3 yards per carry. I think the most notable thing, Kate, is just the lack of explosiveness and big big plays. Like we know this offensive line is not great. And we know that there's not going to be a lot of touchdown potential here because of you know the quarterback situation and the offensive line. It just doesn't look like he has any kind of burst anymore. And that's concerning because even when the Cowboys get back Prescott and they get back some of their offensive linemen, I, I just worry that his 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 uh, value is all tied into volume. And those are the type of players that I don't like to typically own because if the volume ever goes away or ever dips because of a poor game script, there's just nothing there. Uh, what do you think about Ezekiel Elliott right now? Uh, I think he's in trouble, um, and it's not like it's not necessarily because of the the fantasy production. I'd probably try it. if I wasn't watching him actually play. He's a guy I'd probably be making offers on because you you hear the name Ezekiel Elliott and you think mm-hmm. he's going to he's going to bounce back. He's the running back four on the season so far. Um, you know, it, it's not like. He's been in the midst of this entire drought this entire season. He he started the game off, or the season off 27, 20, 17 points, 19 points, 23 points. So we know he still has uh, capability to produce for fantasy. It's just that he looks like a different running back on the field. Um, let's play uh, a little game. Let's see who. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> let's see who would you prefer, um, oh. Ezekiel Elliott or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Clyde over Tolaire, pretty easily. All right. Uh, Jonathan Taylor or Ezekiel Elliott? <laughs> so these are similar type of running backs to me, right? These are guys that are only getting volume, and actually Taylor's volume is kind of going away. But I'll probably take Taylor, the younger player on a better offense. Give me Taylor. All right. Uh, how about Derrick Henry, a guy that we've said. Henry. Has... Henry. 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 <laughs> okay. In real uh, life, Dynasty, Redraft, DFS, all, all of them. All formats. Um, how about Aaron Jones? See, that one's trickier. I think Green Bay is going to bring back Aaron Jones, so I will say Aaron Jones, but I, I don't love it. But we're basically we're talking about Zeke not even being a top 10 Dynasty running that's back That's where we're right? at. That seems to be where we're at. Wow. That's uh, so, so sad and so incredible at the same time. Yikes. Um, it's, it's rough. I was going to say one quick thing on Ezekiel Elliott. In his last 16 games, how many 100-yard games do you think he has? Ooh, I don't think it's many. Two. One came in Week 17 last year against Washington, and then he had one against the Rams uh, earlier in the season. It just so happens that in that game against the Rams, Tony Pollard also had a 100-yard game. So it's been it's been rough for, for Ezekiel Elliott for a while. Oof. Um, yeah, so sell 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 uh let's take a quick break so i can tell you guys about built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar out there it's hard to even explain it it's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories high protein and low sugar with no crazy additives best of all they taste fantastic and they are releasing six new flavors including caramel brownie cookies and cream and apple almond crisp 
Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off any order. All right, Kate, let's play some stash or cash. Uh, let's talk about Jonathan Taylor. You brought him up in our last segment. Uh, <laughs> it, it's been it's been rough for, for Taylor over the last couple of weeks. It just, you know, Jordan Wilkins gets more touches in this game. He actually looks more effective. Trey Burton uh, had a rushing touchdown. Trey Burton, yeah, Jonathan Taylor. 11 carries for 22 yards in this game. Oof, 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 oof. What are we doing with Jonathan Taylor? Are you stashing or cashing? I'm going to stash. Um, I think you have to to look at the fact that you bought, uh, you drafted Jonathan Taylor probably at the 101, 102 in your rookie drafts. It, I mean, you can't sell yet. You can't. You can't dip out that quickly. Um, we know that you know the the offense doesn't look uh, you know quite like they're willing to make him this this prototypical workhorse workhorse just yet. But we know he's capable of it. Um, I, I think if you cash out now, you're you're losing so much potential value. And conversely, if I'm you know in a league with somebody who's hitting the panic button on Jonathan Taylor. I would love, love, love to buy him for, um, I, I mean, what what would you say uh, he's, I would give a 2021 first for him. Yeah, so would I. I. I mean, there's some really good running backs coming out in this upcoming class, but I just think long term that situation and that talent is, is really, really good. Um, let's go ahead and move on to another one. How about Darnell Mooney? Uh, yesterday, he had five catches for 69 yards and a touchdown. Um, Anthony Miller also had a good game, eight for 73, but I think... Mooney's probably the long-term wide receiver, too, there outside of Allen Robinson. Uh, Mooney's been pretty good this season. Are you stashing or cashing? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead. I'm going to cash. Um, you know, I, I think that just watching the game, again, like all of this stuff, it's so funny because it, watching the game sometimes is the worst thing you can do to your brain because it makes you overthink so much. Um, I don't like the I, I don't like the Bears offense. I don't like the play calling. I don't like the quarterback. I don't like anything about the situation in Chicago. Um, and and Darnell Mooney is not the centerpiece of that. You know, at least with uh, you know Allen Robinson and David Montgomery, you're banking on volume. Darnell. Mooney hasn't commanded consistent volume. Um, you know, he's had uh, a few good games, nine targets, five, five, seven, six. That's fantastic. But what has he done with it? Really? Not much. Mm, not um, much. Outside of touchdown production. So if I can flip him for a, a third right now, I like I, I, I don't want any <laughs> any Bears uh, receivers on my roster tied to Nick Foles. He just you're just out on it. the Bears. Yeah, you're just—it's just not aesthetically pleasing to have to watch the Bears. I get it. Listen, <laughs> I completely get it. It's not fun. Uh, I, I promise you, you're better off just not watching the game, and then you'll take your—you know—Allen Robinson, your eight for eighty. You know, however it comes. You know, it's—it's it's just the way the way that it is. But I do think um, that we're gonna yeah, just go sort of see Darnell Mooney and and um, you know Anthony Miller just maybe rotate in this cosmic wide receiver to Chicago Bears conglomerate. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I I like Mooney. I'm just, I'm probably not, if I have him, I'm probably not trading for him. If I don't have him, I'm probably not going out there to look, you know, to try to make a trade for him. I'm just playing this one out. 
Last one, Kate. Uh, Corey Davis, uh, another huge game yesterday against the Bengals. Eight receptions for 128 yards and a touchdown. Uh, on the season, he has three touchdowns in five games, uh, two games over 100 yards. Are you stashing or cashing? Do you believe that Corey Davis in the fifth year of his rookie contract, or I guess this would be his, yes, yeah, his fifth year, uh, are you believing that he's uh, finally broken out or are you trading him in? You know, I think um, I'm actually buying in a little bit, which I'm I'm as shocked as as anybody about that fact. But um, you know, like Corey Davis, he looks good. He looks, he looks good. He does. He looks um, he he looks like a different player than than we saw before. He's a guy that you know he has the draft capital. Um, you know, the the biggest question I think for me is not necessarily his performance right now because I think he looks like the wide receiver that uh, not necessarily he was drafted to be but that we would hope he would at least settle in to be eventually when we realized the ceiling wasn't that high Um, I I think that you know the biggest question from a dynasty perspective is what what happens to him after year five where does he go he's going to be a, a free agent correct yeah, yeah, so it will be. It, like he's, you know, possibly going to inherit, um, you know, some sort of uh, some sort of role in another offense. What if it's a good one? Like, what is there an offense uh, that that you know, if he was traded to Green Bay or if he signed? That's exactly with Green the one Bay. I was thinking. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I I don't think the situation right now is great, but I think there's. 15 other offenses that he could go to and potentially have more value so i like it i i think this is a good a good hold right now same you use them to, you use them for the rest of the season uh and then we we find out where he lands next off season we go from there that is it for today's show please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts remember to follow the show at locked on dynasty you can follow kate at ff ball blast and i'm at marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time